All right. <clears throat> that is a voice from 2021. Um, <clears throat> so it's back. Um, hey, I am so excited to be with you this morning, whether you're uh, online with us or in person. Um, we are here. I'm Pastor Jason, and um, uh, I serve as Horizon's lead pastor, and really just humbled to do that. And uh, again, I'm so excited that you're here. They say that people who show up in church the very first Sunday of the year, online or in person, um, are 53% more likely to accomplish their resolutions for the year. I made that up. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually think it could be at least like partially true because um, <clears throat> a lot of things start out right when we start out right, right? You know, and it's not perfect and there's still a million details that have not gone right in our lives already this new year. But... Um, when we put our feet forward and we say, you know, I'm going to put this first, I think it does matter. It makes a difference. So um, this is kind of a big day for us because although uh, there's like 10% of our community actually in person and maybe another 10% online this morning, you know, it's a little slow to get going. Um, it's freezing outside. And I mean that literally. Um, I didn't make that up. Um, like, um, it's a big Sunday because we, we, we just get to kind of paint the big picture and put all the pieces together and, and look forward to where we're going and where God's leading us. And so um, it's kind of funny. Every year, uh, I've, as like a personal tradition, I guess, I wear this shirt. This was a Christmas gift like five years ago now. Um, and, um, and so it's just so appropriate in this new year. This is God is greater than the highs and the lows. And so it's just a powerful testimony to just put that right out there. By the way, um, me wearing this shirt as a T-shirt, it's fabric cloth. It's printed on cloth. This is not me advocating for your child to get a tattoo or for you. That's your own thing. Uh, so don't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't tell you that. Um, okay, <clears throat> so um, I do have to celebrate for the first thing. I just want to like celebrate Christmas 2021 here at Horizons, online at Horizons, was absolutely beautiful. It was just this moment where, uh, where we had this, this gathering of our community and our community from afar and everyone, we, we drew near again and we were together and we were celebrating something big and important. And Horizons, uh, as I said, Christmas Eve, like, it felt like we, we were back and we're better and we're stronger and we're more clear about who we are and what we really want uh, and, and are called to push for. And, you know, and I looked around, I looked at our worship team and our volunteers and the people over opening the doors and just all, it just, it felt like um, we're, God's putting us back together. Now, that wasn't only just encouraging for me. It was also for me more of a, or just as much, a theological testimony, a, a testimony of what God does. Let me take you back to show you what I mean to 2020. We had decided to um, kind of clear out any ambiguity, and December was back to online services only, and that included Christmas Eve. It was one of the most heartbreaking, heartbreaking decisions. Uh, I mean, I don't want to over-dramatize it, but as a pastor and my leadership, that was a big one. 
And, and I remember um, we were gathered, the staff in the, a darkly lit worship center. It was mid-December, and we were recording Christmas Eve that was going to be broadcast to people in their homes instead of us gathering here together. And, um, and that was uh, just a, a, a really lonely time. And um, now looking back, I can see, like, man, that hurt. Because believe it or not, serving as a pastor, um, there's this there's this connection that that I think we have as a community, and so that being fully removed in one of the most uh, like important times of the year for me was really difficult. And um, and I I remember closing that worship that Christmas Eve worship service with these words that were read. Um, this kind of a liturgy that were read in a different setting that I picked up, and I was like, wow, man, like this is what I want. This is what I want to share. And uh, these are the words that I shared, and I think they're so appropriate that I want to just share them with you again, just to kind of piece everything together here. So um, this, this, this liturgy, it goes as such. It says, blessed are you who bear the light in unbearable times, who testify to its endurance amid the unendurable, who bear witness to its persistence when everything seems in shadows and grief. Blessed are you in whom the light lives, in whom the brightness blazes, your heart, a chapel, an altar, where in the deepest night can be seen the fire that shines forth in you in unaccountable faith, in stubborn hope, in light that illumines every broken thing it finds. Wow, that's, those words are still good. And so in the depths of Christmas 2020, that was our cry and our call. Let's, let's, let's own this light. Let's find it. Wherever it is, wherever it is lingering, let's find it. Let's capture it, let's rekindle it in ourselves, and let's walk into this new year with this light. Because I think John's testimony in his first chapter said something about the light came into the darkness and the darkness would never overcome it. And so we, we, we took this light into 2021. And I have to be the first to say that 2021 was no walk in the park. Like, we had the light, but, man, there was a strong, cold wind blowing, and the darkness seemed really uh, prevalent and, <clears throat> and unmoving in a lot of ways, you know? I mean, we got in there, and <clears throat> throughout 2021, we had to make continuing and ongoing difficult decisions around um, masks and things like that. You know what I'm talking about. That just like instantly became a political decision rather than like a, a leadership or a faithful decision. There's just no way around it. Like, like that's where it landed. And in addition, early last year, um, we had um, as many as five um, opening, op- staff, open staff positions. Uh, of a team of, we, when we're f- full up and running, 11 uh, staff members. Um, just like a tidal wave. Um, in addition to that, I had been called into renewal leave. So I was on renewal for three months. And as exciting and as good for a community as it is, 
It's also um, a, a, a source of stress for an organization. Um, in addition to that, there were a lot of difficult things that happened while I was on leave. Um, when I returned, the, the continuing heaviness or darkness, our, our staff were just absolutely um, at, at, at almost a breaking point. And just saying, man, it's been really difficult. When you add 2020 and then everything, um, there, for whatever reason, there was a continuing lag in our momentum, in our, in our uh, worship attendance, and our volunteer willingness and passion, and in our giving. Like all, all these things, we're we're like, like. Clear, you know, like, <laughs> like how many more times do we need to shock the body? Um, that's probably a little too descriptive. But <laughs> there we were, you know, and it's like we're carrying this light, Lord. Like we know you, we know you have ignited it within us. So, Lord, we're just gonna keep on. But right now, it feels like a birthday candle, and there's not even like the trick thing to it, like. Um, and yet the light came and in the midst parallel right beside and in conflict and in combat right alongside of those things we started out a series last year called love like Jesus and we saw we saw life kind of reignite and we saw people getting around this notion and getting together in their life groups and uh, we even said okay we want to bless the community in this way so we said um part of this series everyone just like um if you've got five dollars go buy a gift card so we can bless someone else and like just i mean it was kind of cool it sounds like a little bit like, okay, gift cards, but check this out. Like this, just to see this entourage of gift cards started flowing in. And with those gift cards, we were able to literally walk over to our educators at Zeman Elementary. That's our partnership school. And then we, and we had leftovers. And so we distributed them to other schools and educators and leaders and said, man, we know you're feeling it. It's a small gesture, but this next coffee or non-coffee drink uh, is on us, you know, like, thank you for doing what you do. And then we still had extras, and so we were able to go to some specific healthcare environments and bless certain teams with these cards, and, and, and you know, like, this is, this is the light, and it's blessing you. <laughs> it was awesome. And then um, as soon after I came back from my renewal leave, there was this um, idea and this proposal that maybe um, we would become a, 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 a church or a site for packing backpacks uh, as part of the backpack ministry or, uh, or rescue mission that would just like, you know, kids can take food home during the, during the weekends. And we would be a part of that production. And, um, and you know, like, I just get back and I learned that we're going to be 80, packing 84 bags of food. And I'm like, like, do we, do we have right now the momentum, the, the vision, the passion for that? Are people going to go for this? And we put it out and a week later, like every spot, but maybe like two random spots were filled. And this community, like the light started growing. It was not, it was not, this is not a birthday candle anymore. This was like your bed, bath, and beyond three wicks soy candle, like pumped full of oil. 
man, those things are effective. Uh, like, I was like, okay, we're burning. Like, we've got some cylinders going here. Um, and so, you know, we just started seeing that. And then, um, and then our staff vacancies, like Trentel Gordon, like our, this, this guy kind of came out of nowhere and said, I'm called to youth ministry, and I, I saw your opening. Um, maybe this is a good fit. And we, and we got to know Trentel and prayed a lot about it. Trentel, like, went through, like, a six phase plus interview process and finally was like get in here like do this yes um this is what god is doing and then um ali houston uh, shortly after uh, joined us in our in our children's ministry in the nursery area which we believe is so important that we uh, we put a staff person into and ali's energy just continued to kind of build after losing jill you know i mean that was a big deal um and so we started seeing this. And then shortly after that, um, I got on Facebook Messenger, which I hardly even use anymore. And I messaged this guy who I did not know and who I had never heard play or sing or perform or anything, but heard from someone who heard from someone who lived next door to him that he was good on the guitar and loved Jesus. And I was like, hey, dude, what do you think about uh, being our interim worship leader? And he's like, well, let's meet for coffee. And we did. And then, like, we got up. He's like, yeah, I think I can do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, praise God. <clears throat> so then we moved from, like, Bed Bath & Beyond to, like, I don't There's nothing stronger but, like, the Olympic torch. Like, like we were, like, like we were really kind of, like, the, the light was growing. And, and, you know, it was just like, it was really encouraging. And then y'all, like, I don't, like, God, the spirit was relighting you and people were coming forward and they're saying, you know, what you were saying, like, what can we do? Like, we're here. Um, yes, I will serve. Yes, I will do this. Yes, yes. You know, like, okay, cool. I feel like it's time. And like, we just started seeing this momentum. And then the brilliance of your Horizon staff, like, um, they're like, hey, we should do these quarterly, like, gatherings in between services so that way um, second service doesn't feel like the forgotten stepchild and, you know, and, like, let's just celebrate being together and make it fun and do, you know, bring in some food and, and, and just have fun. Let's do that. And we started doing that. And then, like, again, like, like more like, like, we're, like, moving from the torch into, like the stadium, right? You know, where there's lots of lights as the runners come in and it's a big deal. And like, like, okay, Lord, you're doing this. See what I'm talking about? The light starts shining. And then we started talking about, well, uh, well, let's, let's do our blanket thing again. And in fact, um, well, let's triple our efforts and uh, let's make sure we do all these Bibles. Let's invite the whole community to do this. And we just like flooded Lincoln, Nebraska's homeless and cold with a Bible, and a like and a freshly tied like like brand new blanket to say like hey you know what like again in some ways a small gesture but um, we know that you're there and we do care about you and like you know and just watching how like we're like is it possible for us to tie 140 blankets or 100 blankets sorry 140 bibles um you know and and like just suddenly just like boom like i'd walk into the dz ministry and there'd be kids on the floor like like you guys are fast um like, like we just lit up 
And then um, there was a gentleman who said, hey, I've been ringing bells over at Super Saver for the Salvation Army. Could, uh, do you think anyone else would be interested? And we like announced that to you all. And like, boom, yes, covered. And then we said, hey, we have a vision around Christmas Eve, and we want it to be not just like warm and fuzzy and sentimental and, and cute baby Jesus, but we want this to be like, like life-changing for people. We want this to be the start of a new season in their lives, will you come and be a part of it in serving? And boom, filled. And it's like, okay, Lord, we've been crying for this light um, a whole year and a half, maybe two years, as opposed to like 2,000 years. But still, it seemed like a long time, and it was real, and it affected us in the light just gathered speed. And there's like, I mean, we're talking like $8,000 just like poured out into the community in the last like quarter of our year um, for just relief and going towards no greater love, faith community, friends. This is like kind of, um, it's like South and 16th. And um, there's a lot of struggling folks in that area. And this church was able to, um, to pour in some funds and to say to no greater love in that community there, Pastor Jesse, and say, hey, we believe in your ministry. And we want you to know we support you. And we, we know through the grapevine that you're working on um, adding some facility space so you can actually do ministry. And so um, from us to you, no, we're not the rich church, you know, in the suburbs. Um, but we're a church that believes that what we have is for others. And, and just like like... We just lit the gaunt, the big bowl thing that lasts the entire Olympics, and and in the stadium, like the light, the light was shining, and it's shining. So here we are, right? We're in January 2022. It's going to take some use to us getting, you know, hearing it and saying it, but here we are. And we come to this first service that we call First Light. It's the first worship, you know. It's like opening our eyes and saying, okay, here we are. Um, there's this thing called Epiphany, and it's like the final day of Christmas. Well, that actually doesn't happen until the 6th and then celebrated on the like traditional calendar on the 9th. But we uh, cut a couple corners and moved Epiphany up to the first Sunday and because uh, it's really about this like full realization of God's revelation and um, so I don't know if God, like, worships the calendar. Um, so it's now. And so, so here we are. And we're just saying, like, okay, what's our, what's our light? And, and this scripture just points us in the right direction, I think. This is from First John. Uh, this is, you know, John writing this in uh, one of his additional letters. And, and he says, this is uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. He says, so this is the message that we've heard from him. And declare to you, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So here it is, the first light, and this is the encouragement. This is the, the direction and, and even the, the, the gentle warning of accountability. You know, so, so walk in it and make sure it's true. And so that's our marching orders. Now, I know there's a lot of us that are then like, yeah, but so what? Tell me exactly what does it mean to live in the light so I know I'm getting it right and that I don't get it wrong. 
And um, now I love that pursuit, but my, uh, my leadership and the, uh, what's put in me is not to just tell you what that means, but invite you to join me in what I think is a deeper and mature, more mature approach to our faith. You see, when we just seek answers, or if I just give you answers, it can sometimes be a premature closure to growth. Like coffee at the age of five, right? You know, it's stunting your growth. But when I ask questions and invite you to join me in asking questions, it always is an opening to growth. It's an opening to growth as we ask questions and we don't just lay out what we believe is the answer. So um, in this beginning series, as you got all pumped up in the video as we showed it to start out here, New Beginning is a series and a new heart is the very first Sunday that we're focusing in on. Seeking a new beginning, acknowledging, acknowledging and saying this is a new beginning for us, a new opportunity to, to kind of get things in order and, and put started out right right and so then we so we're saying like it's a new heart and so if we're going to say what does it mean to look uh to walk in the light then let's go to god in prayer and actually ask him lord what's darkness in me and where is the light that you want me to walk in have you ever thought about asking god that or recently Fortunately, there's a lot of great examples in our, in our testimony, in our scripture, of people asking this question. And I love what the psalmist writes, Psalm 139 here. This is verses 23 and 24. If you, if you read the previous verses, there's actually like this really honest and pretty, um, uh, just kind of rough um, like lament. And it's like, Lord, I am so mad at those people who don't like you. And um, Lord, if I see them, I will crush them and end their lives. And, you know, and it's like, ha, is this, is this okay? You know, like it's, it's out there. But then I love how the psalmist, like you can tell the psalmist is like airing, like not holding anything back, whether it's right or wrong. And just saying, hey, this is how I feel. Because the final verses then are kind of like, like, yet, Lord, or nevertheless, Lord. Like, the final closure, like, this is how I feel. But finally, Lord, like, I'm, I'm giving this to you. Search me, God, and know my heart. Lord, all of this that I've given you, test me and know where my anxieties are. Know my anxious thoughts. Know what's really driving me, perhaps, in inappropriate, hurtful, harmful ways. Like, see into it. Know it. And see, and I love he's like, if there's anything offensive, well, of course there is, because we're human. So see what is offensive in me. See my ways that are offensive and lead me into the way everlasting. They're everlasting. Like this is the eternal. This is the light. So this is actually what I'm encouraging us to pray as part of a new heart, is to say, Lord, like, where's my heart? See into it. Help me see where my anxieties are. Help me see um, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm kind of reacting to. Help me see what's not good. 
from, for that to be in my heart. Give me a new heart, Lord, and lead me away from those offensive things and into your everlasting way. Because in general, now God's going to, God, as we pray this, as you pray this, and as you, you know, kind of let it be a mantra for a little bit and, and listen, um, God's going to reveal to you exactly or more clearly what it is. But in general, um, this is what it means to have a new heart according to what this psalmist is praying. One, it's a closer listening heart. Regardless of what specifically it is for you that he reveals, in general, a heart that is more apt to listen, to pause, to not talk, to not run away, but to just listen. Two, a more grounded heart. Grounded and prioritized, grounded as in knowing, knowing what butters our bread, knowing what like holds us up in the storm and letting it be priority. And a new heart that is more connected. You know, friends, it became really evident to me that no matter if we're introvert, extrovert, task-oriented, or relationship-focused, we, we were created to need each other in an essential way that we can't even describe and we don't even realize, but we need each other more connected. This is, this is the basis for a new heart. So what did that look like for Horizons? See, last year in the fall, like I had to kind of move up the calendar. Um, if, if I'm going to lead in this season, I've got to be like four months ahead. So um, I always pray about what the next year looks like in you know, last fall. It's like, okay, Lord, like what's, what's our new thing? Like what's, what's next for us? What are you leading us into? And what I really felt God was saying as I looked at some of like our greatest growing edges as horizons, like where do we need to see your light, your spirit, Lord? Um, it, it really became clear that um, sometimes at horizons, we could be a little more relationally connected relationally connected, that we could probably put a little more value and a little more effort into being a community together. Now, I'm lumping my, myself into this, so um, this is something we can work on together. I'm just feeling like God's leading in that way. And then, like, as I was reading, I was like, okay, Lord, if this is it for us, like, what's your word behind it? And um, Ephesians, one of my favorite, if not my favorite book in the Bible from Paul, four, chapter 416 says, From him the whole body, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, which is the spirit and the word of God, that body grows and builds itself up in love in Christ, synonymous there, as each part does its work, as we all join together. And I, I read that, and I was like, that's it. It fits. It makes sense. Lord, like, I, I'm, I'm taking this from you. This is where we're going. So for us, that's what it means in 2022, is focusing on community and this relational value that is so high for us. And it means that Horizons isn't just a place to go. It's not a, merely a set of beliefs. It's um, not merely like, like, you know, something that we just do, like a routine. Like this is, this is, a, this is a body, a community, a family, if you will, a place where whether this is your first Sunday or your 10,000th Sunday, where you 
belong to this guy over here. And you, miss, you belong to that lady over there. And we, we belong to each other. And other people are claiming us as their own. That we've been given a name and an identity and a purpose. And that the more that we come together and believe in it and get the idea to celebrate in it and to embrace it as our own, as horizonizing as we are, the more that we become this, this community that was, that was intended by God to do big things in a community. And so that's what it begins for us. And so for this whole year, we're going to be going into different sermon series. And we're going to be focusing on the theology of relationship. And we're going to be talking about the relationship with us and God. And we're going to be talking about the relationship that we have with ourselves. And we're going to be talking about the relationship that we have with our neighbor, with our family member, with all these people. We're going to be focusing in on that. And we are going to, you will hear us talk about life group opportunities and also community opportunities for you just to join a study and be with some people. If life group is not your thing, we're going to be talking about that more than we probably ever have before because that's our year and that's where it starts. So what is it for you? What is it for you? What will this new heart that's beating inside of you invite you into? What new groundedness, what new connectedness, what new listening, what new relationships? What's it going to be for you? Remember, answers sometimes stop growth where questions continue to further growth.